When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. You can find me through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. From there, you can follow links to schedule sessions to meet with me, either in person or remotely. You're able to listen to archived episodes of this show. You can subscribe to this show through iTunes and Google Play. And you're able to take advantages of discounted offers available to you from the affiliate links. If you like what you've been hearing, please contribute through my crowdfunding campaign with Patreon.com to help me keep this show going. And because of your consistent support helping me to reach nearly half a million downloads now, this show is brought to you by Audible, where you're able to get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can check that out by going to audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. Okay, now for the fun part. I'm going to introduce my guest. Today, I will be speaking with Lori Gold. She is a performance art storyteller. She's a songwriter for various recording artists, including Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Earth, Wind & Fire. She is an award-winning writer and producer for commercials, television, and documentaries. She's written screenplays as well that have been featured on CBS, ABC Disney, CMT, and PBS. Lori has created and performs a one-woman multimedia show titled Snatched, Stories from Down There. This show won the Encore Producers Award at the Hollywood Fringe Festival in 2017. And I saw her show recently, and it's, it's, a, it's an exploration of what it is to be human as seen through a montage of her life experiences. And one of the things I noticed is Lori's innate sense of humor, uh, to, to use her sense of humor as a survival tactic, while simultaneously addressing complex issues that we're going to talk about today, like sexual ageism, transgenderism, and the ability to reinvent oneself after loss. Welcome, Lori. Hey, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? 
I'm good. I'm good. Listen, I didn't write for Whitney Houston. I wrote with oh, people who wrote for Whitney. No, oh. no. Well, I, thank I did you that for time with me. all those people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are the producers that I wrote with. Um, okay. With Aretha and other people. But yes, but I came very close. Well, awesome. It sounds <laughs> awesome nonetheless and exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a time. It was a time. Yeah. So that, that makes me think, where would you like to start? Do you want to start like uh, kind of going back and working forward or where would you like to jump in at, with our conversation? Oh God, let's jump in now. Let's jump in the now. Okay. Awesome. I, I mean, cause yeah. So how are you? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> in the now. I'm well. Actually, I'm very grateful because I'm here in L.A. and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm lucky, you know, that um, I'm safe and the fire hasn't really affected me. My friends it has, but it's really, you know, it's just tragic. So I feel very grateful and very lucky. And, uh, you know, but it puts you on edge and alert and uh, it shows how fragile, my God, we are. So then we live in a tinderbox like southern uh california yeah and we were just speaking about that before coming live i'm in new orleans right now and so many new orleanians are posting about la and the fires and sending love and prayers and ways to support Mm -hmm. so we're just we're with you yeah i mean that's uh, look i'm saying that when we're at our worst we're at our best humanity because it takes this kind of unfortunately equalizer um of catastrophic uh, disasters usually to restore our humanity, you know, and uh, when you're reaching out a hand to help somebody, you know, you're not asking, wait, who'd you vote for? Or who do you sleep with? And yeah, it doesn't you know, matter. Whatever. Just let me help you. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Pull you know, and, and so that causes me to even think about, about your show when I saw it and, and your ability to take some really difficult things you've navigated and bring humor out. Can you can mm-hmm. you talk to us mm-hmm. some about <clears throat> snatched? Your you know your just yeah dive in. yeah. Well, it's a multimedia musical show, meaning that it oh god, it's a, it was really a recept. It is a receptacle for everything that I done and do um, in the arts, which is really my life. Um, yeah. Which you know, it's all original songs. It's uh, music. It's. Um, as a filmmaker, so there's, you know, I interact with a lot of video and footage that was shot, original, and um, and there's a lot of, you know, storytelling and prose, and uh, it's just everything I, you know, that I do. So uh, I never really meant to be writing a, a show, especially a one-person show. I mean, that's crazy. Right. That's the most terrifying thing I could think of even doing. It terrifies but me. It, just, yeah, thinking about it, like, oh, my God, uh, yeah, I can't imagine too. being it up makes, there. Shit. Right. I know. And engaging. So how did this start? You know, how did you start? How, how? Organically, just okay. accidentally. You know, I, I was writing um, some essays and journals for some other stuff. And, um, and I was just, it was, it, was, it, was, it was so interesting. I was living in Nashville at the time. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, Nash Vegas. And, um, and I... Uh, I was, I was at that point where I was, I was at my computer and I remember I was just going to erase all the files of my writings. I, I was just at that place. It's like, fuck it. So yeah. I just want to, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? So, um, and Did I get a knock at the door. Did you delete everything? No, because, listen, okay. no, because almost, but I get a knock at, the, there's literally a knock at the door 
coincidence? I think not. It's a good friend of mine. And, um, and she said, what are you doing? You know? And I said, well, I'm just about ready to, you know, delete all my writing files. And, um, I said, Hey, did you ever, did you ever, uh, no, she said, well, what kind of file? I said, well, there's stories and there's a map. And I said, I said, did you ever, you know, hear about the time I blah, 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 blah. And then I started reading some of it to her and she was like on the floor and she was crying and she said, Lori Gold, you know, you got to do the, you know, this, this is something, I don't know, it's NPR or it's a baby. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Yeah. So I'm doing a bad Southern accent, but anyhow, <laughs> but so I just thought how weird, you know, so I, I didn't throw everything out and I started looking through stuff and, uh, and as I did through some stories, um, and these stories are true, enough. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> enough. Let's put that enough in there. That's my disclaimer. Sure. Um, that, um, that I thought, you know, I start reading and I think to myself, gosh, you know, I see a song right there. I mean, I hear like a little boom right there or underneath it. I hear like a jazz track, you know, of some sort. Or I see, uh, you know, boom, we could, I, I see a video of this young woman, you know, smoking in bed and yeah. her cigarette, like in a black and white cinema noir kind of a look. And, and little by little things started happening like that. And I, and one day I, it, I realized, you know, I had this epiphany. I said, Oh my God, I'm writing a show. And not only am I writing a show, but I'm writing a show where <laughs> that I'm the one who's got a, do it because yeah. it's me it's and, you oh it's me the good the bad and the ugly I mean yeah so that's what happened that's how that happened and how long crazy. did it how long did it take you to write the show before you started performing it in to the public oh I've been writing it on and off and on hold and putting it back and forth for you know several years um this is it, it's 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 crazy because then you work in between and you put it on the back burner and you take right. it back out and then you, but you're always kind of thinking or, you know, Oh, here's a scene or here's, and then it just starts coming. So, and to perform it, I haven't performed it that much. Tell you the truth. I mean, I did it. I, um, I finally, the whole show, the entire show is an hour and a half, which I just recently did in Nashville at a run yes. I had there 90 minutes. Crazy. And, um, and I thought, and I thought if I'm ever going to do the whole show, I'm going to do it now. So just for myself, right. basically, so I could face myself. Yeah. But usually I've been doing, I've been, I've been testing it out at the Hollywood Fringe Festival where it did really well. I got a best Absolutely. of. And, yeah. um, yeah. And you've seen different, it's been through different iterations. So what you saw what you was me. a very different show than what it is now and what it has been. And so, and that's kind of the fun part because it keeps evolving and yeah, and it, you know, it, it just keeps it fresh. And my thought about that is, there's no way you can encapsulate your life into 90 minutes. So I, it makes sense to me that the show could potentially be different every time and different next year than this year, as you choose to incorporate different memories and experiences that you've had. Is that is that kind of the oh path God. that you're on I, with it? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I want to keep going in the snatch. You know, um, I see it in a different format actually now. I mean, I'd love to keep performing because I, um, right now where it's at, it's pretty, it's pretty much there with the hour and a half and what it, what it is right now, um, is pretty solid. And, you know, it, it, it does touch on, it does touch on a lot of timeless and, um, um, subject matter and, uh, and, uh, timely subject matter whether it's yes. past in the 70s, 80s, 90s, I covered, but here now and how that's all paralleling so much of uh, of what's happening. And 
Um, well, I think so I see it going in different formats. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. When you're talking about th- addressing timely things right now, like with the Time magazine cover and women finding their voice mm. and speaking their voice mm. and, you know, your work really is about you expressing your voice. Can you, can you talk to us some about that? Yeah, I, it's like now or never basically for, I think anyone, especially women, but, but, um, and I think, um, it's, oh God, I think, I think you, I think you have to, what I find is the vulnerability Mm -hmm. of expressing yourself. I mean, really getting down to it and it's scary and vulnerability is, you know, used to be, well, a lot of people think of it as a weakness, but, and I used to, but it's really, it's our grace, you know, and it's, so I really, in this show, you know, it, it is, it's, uh, it's radical vulnerability. Yeah. And I'm a very private person. It's so funny. And, and yet at the same time, there I am, you know, opening up my heart and my soul and here you go, kids. But um, I think that's what, that is what gives us our human connection, you know. It does. And I wondered if performing Snatch, is is it, do you find it healing? Is it therapeutic for you? Mm. It's all, it's painful. It's terrifying. It's, um, it's exciting. It changes every time I do it. I mean, the feelings, but, but mainly it's, you know, you go into this place and it is, it is healing. It is, it's very cathartic and it's very magical and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I speak for a lot of artists who know when you're on that different plane, you know, that you're, um, you know, you're basically channeling. It's like, and you're not even, it's, it's, uh, it just takes you to that other higher place. And um, it, it's a whole different zone. So, yes, it has been healing in a lot of ways. It's been very, uh, you know, revelatory. It's it, it, Sometimes I go, whoa, you know, even when I'm doing it, the next night I'll go, I completely forgot all about that and what I felt like. And after, you know, performing it and putting myself back in that scene or situation, and there's some, there's some heavy stuff. And, um, but there's also, it's, it's life, you know, the heaviness, it's a roller coaster ride. And yet it's, and tragedy becomes comedy. Comedy becomes tragedy with, you know, comedy is tragedy with, that interconnection and, and interwovenness, yeah. you know, being on the, on the other side of your performance as a viewer, as a spectator, I think the way that you so candidly and openly talk about your life, your relationships, it gives the spectator permission, I think, to, to feel different things and connect, like connect through your experiences to our own, especially vulnerability, mm-hmm. loss, love, uh, some of the excitement, passion, sex. Um, just the crazy coincidences in life of meeting people. And, and so it, it's really that range of emotions that you bring in your performance. And I just, that's what I, I couldn't help but think that you, this has to affect you. You know, I wondered if afterwards, do you feel energized and yet also really exposed? I was just curious, like your experience as a performer in this way, how it affects you. You know, it's, oh, wow. Um, it affects me. It affects me that, I feel very um, oh clear, cleared out almost. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. like a purging in some ways. 
And at the same time, it's so, um, it's very physical. A lot of it, I have a lot of physicality yes. in the show and, and, you know, it's nonstop an hour and a half, me in a chair and a computer and a stool. And, um, so it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's very, um, well, it's so challenging. It's one of the most self-challenging things I've ever done. And it feels so good to always get out and say, you know, after the show, I did it. Maybe I wasn't yes. happy with everything I did or I could have done this different, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I fucking did it. Did. And I continue to do. So. Uh, <laughs> and I think so it, takes, kind of, it takes courage, like, to to put yourself out there and, and even the subject matter that, that you bring your voice really being just authentic around your sexuality and experiences mm -hmm. with different partners and just, you know, it was really unique in that way. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, snatch stories from down there. We all have them. We all have the stories and, um, you know, I, it, it's, um, but it's interesting. I mean, the tagline was always when, when you're, what happens when your pussy falls in love and takes you along for the ride? Yeah, and um, it, it's it's not it's not at all what usually what you usually expect. I mean, just the circuitous route it goes into eventually from your lower chakra into your heart chakra, and really what what the core of it all is is you know the human connection, no matter how different we are or in age, color you know, sexual orientation. Um, and, and what was important to me with the show being, being, you know, a lesbian and Jewish culturally and, and, um, you know, a, a woman of a certain age and seasoned, you know, I mean, it's weird. Yeah. It's it, what's important is that, um, is, I think that's an important, unique voice that our culture doesn't get to hear hardly at all. If ever. Uh, really, so, um, so I think that it's it's uh, I like that. I think it's important, and I and that's kind of what I hope to you know keep putting out there. Yeah, that voice, and it's not going to go away because there's many more. And and right other. Yeah, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think the piece that you bring around the sexual ageism and just how that is so big in our culture. I have a lot of clients coming in, in fact, talking about their, their parents and this expectation that older people are not supposed to have sex, not supposed to enjoy sex. You know, if a spouse dies, then they just kind of dry up. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's so terrible because, <laughs> you know, uh, having sex is, is healthy. It's, it's such an important way to be connected to ourselves and another person. And so I like that you focus so much on that in this performance and really just, it's like giving permission. You give permission to people to mm, permit you. themselves. Yes. As a well, therapist, I, like I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I think, I think breaking the myth of being uh, a woman doesn't have a same sexual drive as a man kind of a thing or, you know, or, or, um, or after a certain age, you know, you, you know, you're no, no more. It's just, you're, you're not sexual anymore. And it's not and, true. Um, it's so not true. Listen, my mom, may she rest in peace. She, 
you know, she, after my father died, I mean, he rest in peace. Um, you know, she grieved and grieved and went to a heavy duty depression. And then one day she just, you know, she was wasting away and uh, the doctors couldn't find anything the matter with her. And she was, you know, she, they said, if she doesn't start eating or taking care of herself, she'll, she's going to die. And, um, you know, of a broken heart and grief. Yeah. And so I went down to Florida where she was and, um, and I said, mom, you know, you got to start eating. You're either going to, you know, dad would want you to, you know, life is for the living. That's what my father used to always say. So sure enough, the next, she, and she, so she just said, okay, she took a deep breath. And, um, and the next morning there, uh, her phone rings and it's this neighbor. They live in this condo, of course, I'm in South Florida. And, um, who said, you know, Rita, I would love for you to uh, go out to dinner with me tonight. And it was this, you know, 95 year old guy. Yeah. Um, and she took a deep breath and she didn't want to. And she said, okay. And they were joined at the hips ever since. Oh, and they cool. went all over the world. They, you know, were like two teenagers. I mean, they were, my, <laughs> they were my role models. Really. They were my role models of how to have a relationship. They were so in the present and so, just so in love with each other and in like with each other. And I mean, I had to have the same safe sex talk with my mom. I had to give her the same safe, right. safe sex talk. Yeah. I did. And she went, what are you talking? You know, I went to the pharmacy, you know, and got her laxatives and uh, Trojans and it was. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, How yeah. did she take that? She How did she respond to you? Well, she said, oh my God. She said, well, I mean, she said, you know, she said, well, I'm not going to get pregnant. And I said, no, you're not going to get pregnant. My God. Uh, I said, no, but, you know, you're, we don't know where Sam, I'll just say, has been. You yeah. know, I mean, he, he was a catch. I mean, he, you know, he, he, he could drive and he drove at night. And he was a big catch out there in South Florida. So, you know, he, he got around. So, anyhow, but they you were. Know, they, that's an awesome story. So your mom was able to live out her life happily with him. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And then one day she just didn't feel good and she was always going, going, going and she laid down on his bed and, um, and she said, I'm going to take a nap, you know, we'll go to the doctor's later and get me checked out. And, um, he said, okay, I'm going to go work on the computer at 95. It's just incredible. And he came back about an hour and a half later and she was gone. She had checked oh. out. Wow. And uh, that's the way to go. So she set the bar pretty high. She did. Yeah. What do you, what do you think yeah. she would think of your performance if she was here to see you? <laughs> I think she, oh my God. I think she would go, oh my God, first of all, and she'd go, what, what? Because she was hard of hearing. So I think something <laughs> she would choose and selective hearing. So I think some things she would choose, but I, I, you know, I know she's there with me. As a matter of fact, in the show, I do a lot of, there's pieces with her there and my father, my family. Um, right. Yeah. There were. People who are people that are no longer here anymore. Um, and I can feel that, you know, I mean, it's weird, yeah. but they're there. They're there. And I know, uh, you know, that to me, the, the buck doesn't stop here. That's my belief. But that, so I, I think she's laughing and crying and going, go girl. You know, I, I think 
I believe that we are our own best tool. And I think you and your performance really exemplify that drawing on your own life material and what you've learned, because there's a kind of a a story to it from where you start to Mm -hmm. where you end at the end with Mm -hmm. weaving in different ways what you've learned about relationships, about yourself, about just letting your pussy drive the show and where that's ended you, you know, and, and so I think that, um, I don't know if other people have told you, but it's got me really reflecting on my life. And as I told you, you know, personally off the air, like I've had this pretty wild life. Sometimes, Lori, I have memories come up and I burst out laughing because I can't even believe sure. that, like, I'm here to live through some of it. I mean, we we're talking drug dealers with guns and I'm there in the projects, right. like not even scared, you know, totally stupid, but just fearless mm-hmm. at a time in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I think they probably knew that. <laughs> We're like, this bitch, this bitch is scary. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, so and, and just la- and how you really like got me thinking about my life and how as a therapist, I was really trained. Like, you don't talk about yourself. You don't reveal personal things. It's all about the person sitting in front of you. And so, you know, I've, I've been working on a book in the last year that's really about compassion and forgiveness, first mm, and foremost, nice. for ourselves and healing our yeah. core wounding. And then yes. from that place, I think we can extend it to others. And so I've been trying to weave in some of my stories that I don't think I would have thought to put in there until I saw your show. And like, I mean, I've been in jail five times oh. from age 17 to 38 for various things. And, um, you know, I've lived a lot of life. I have definitely grabbed it by the horns and been curious and want to explore whatever, wherever my inclinations you know, when Mm -hmm. desire takes me and I've learned some wisdom as it sounds like you had too, where, you know, Mm -hmm. in your life. So I just really appreciate you putting your story out there and that I was able to see it and be, well, well, that makes me feel good because that's what I'm hoping people will leave and looking at their own life, you know, and also I didn't write this, even though, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm queer and I'm this and that and uh, Jewish and a Yankee, damn Yankee and all this, but also I, um, you know, it's very, personal but it's very universal and most of it it was interesting because most of the audience that i get it's not lesbians (laughs) which is really really mixed audience it's all which i love it's all ages it's lesbians are the minority it's really interesting um i don't know if they're i don't know i don't know it's just weird i think it's just what cities you end up playing with playing in also but um but mainly it's been all sorts of, you know, uh, straight and gay, gay a men. lot of gay men and yeah, straight, I know a lot that. of straight, heterosexual, all ages from, you know, 19, 20 year olds to boys and girls, you know, it, it doesn't matter. So that's really what I love the most, too, is that and that was my that was one of my uh, goals was to. I mean, yeah, I subconsciously, but just to make it universal that anyone can relate to this. Yeah. You know, so when you talk about universal themes, can you tell us more about what that means for you? A lot, there's, well, there's lots of universal themes in this. I mean, first of all, you know, making bad choices um, in relationships, um, letting your pussy you know, lead the way, call the shots. And in my show or your penis, whatever genitalia right. you, you choose. Yeah. But, but, and, and in this, of course, and it, my pussy happens to be, you know, uh, she speaks with a German accent, which is, you know, <laughs> for a Jew, for a Jew, it's not yes, the best I, thing, but talk about a fucking controlling cunt, you know, and she goes, thank you, darling, yes. you know, but yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's just fun, you know, and, um, 
but it's also uh, yeah, and just just the 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 poignant moments of life, whoever, um, and and I think also through our pain we get to our to our wholeness or try yeah. to attempt to while we're down here, and I think that forgiveness. I think what you're saying about self forgiveness is is the first of it, you know, and finding compassion no matter what, and that human connection and self-forgiveness so you can, you know, forgive the others. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah. I think forgiveness is, is such an um, mm. overused word. And, and when you really get to the practical application, I mean, I, I used to think that I knew what forgiveness was, but as I've really been reviewing my life in this past year and going over everything, not leaving a stone unturned, I had so much uh, self hatred in for some things you know self-loathing mm-hmm. and it's like wow mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was all this there so it's really like so no wonder I'm critical of others you know so sure. I think, well here's the, that's yeah go ahead. jump in no please no no what I was just thinking when you were saying is self-hatred especially with women um I think that's so common and 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 that you're not enough you're not good enough and you know we inflict so much self-hatred upon ourselves i like to think that that what if we you know what if we were to inflict self-love yes what if we were to inflict Inflict, i like it oh my god yeah and 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 you know what if we were enough this has really been getting to me i've been really thinking about a lot of this because i feel like I call it the land of never, never enough land, you know, and our culture right now, everything you're, and again, for women, you're never enough. You're never smart enough, pretty enough, rich enough, young enough, yeah, enough, 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 enough. Um, My God. I mean, we all do that, but my God, let's just say we are enough. We really are more than enough. And I, yes, you know, I, 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 that's what I hope we will all see and that I meet to myself included, but, um, yeah, what and a different I, world that would be. And I'm thinking what I hear you say, talking about inflicting self love and really embracing that we are more than enough, the shift it would cause in the way that we treat each other, it would just be mm-hmm. unbelievable. You know, when I came to Los Angeles, I'm, I'm in a community of pretty much all women in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and comparatively in New Orleans, I have mostly straight friends and it has been Mm -hmm. jarring to me, Lori, the way women treat women in the lesbian community. Mm -hmm. I have been Mm -hmm. more mistreated by women than I ever have Mm -hmm. by a man almost, you know, like comparatively speaking, Mm -hmm. it's just like the things we do to each other to wound, to hurt, to betray, to lie, to misrepresent. It's just been like, disheartening, but at the same time, exciting because I can choose to be different. You're choosing to be different, to be a person of love and forgiveness, because that is more powerful than fear, than whatever is going on in someone else's ego. So I'm, I'm actually energized by it now because I've learned a shit ton, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Also, who cares? Who gives a shit? You know, I mean, at the end, it's like, you don't like me. You're, that's, you know, your choice. And you know what? You're lost, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. You know, I mean, this is the whole package, flaws and all. And, but, but I understand what you're saying, especially with lesbian communities, wherever, not in LA, but, and there's some good, good lesbians here. Let's just, of course. Yeah, there's some good, damn good women, of course. But I know how disappointing that is when it's another woman or one of your sisters 
I put that in quote, you know, who really um, disappoints you or who really, uh, you know, turns on you and whatever. And, but we're all just human and look at our role models for God's sake. But to me, I just like eh, move on to the next, you know, I'm really not interested in dwelling. <laughs> Time there. is too short. Time is too short. And, and plus, you know, I'd rather surround myself with people who are supportive and who are interesting and doing really cool things and, and good things and, and just celebrating each other instead of criticizing each other. That's what we should yes. be doing. Well, and I think too, the, the people, you know, that even the experience of I've experiences I've had, they've been very expanding because I think those people need the most love. For instance, and whenever I am critical, mm -hmm. I can be super critical, Lori, super judgmental, you know, because I'm intelligent and I, my eye goes straight to someone's weakness and vulnerability. I mean, I'm a therapist. I'm an artist. That's how I was trained. I was raised in a super critical household. So I've mm -hmm. had to untrain mm -hmm. myself and I've had to love myself in those areas to not mm. be so judging mm -hmm. of others. So I'm, I'm just as guilty of what I, as you know, what I've experienced and it's all reciprocal. And I think it's, it's an important time in our culture to really make some big changes and shifts. Um, I think people are wanting to rise above, especially because of the natural disasters that are happening, mm -hmm. pulling together regardless mm -hmm. of differences. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited Equalizer. to see. Yeah. yeah. So would you I mind? I think it balances out. What? Oh, you first, no, you first. And then I'll, I'll say. Okay. Um, no, like I think we were talking about this before. I mean, in these crazy times, our political climate, the world, the whole bit, it's so beyond uncertainty and, and unbalanced. But, but we keep getting these catastrophes, these natural disasters uh, that are breaking you know, records, and they are the equalizers. This is where we find our humanity. Yes. When somebody, you know, in these fires or in, in the hurricanes or someone holds out their hand to somebody else, they're not going to say, you know, wait a minute, who did you vote for before I help you? Or, you know, who do you sleep with? Or blah, blah, blah. It's like, mom, man, let me help you. You know, let's just, we're in it together. So there's at our, at our worst, we're at our best. That's where our humanity comes in again. And I guess we have to and keep looking at that. I mean, yeah. Are you there? What I'm here. I'm just thinking, do you mind if we do it? If, if I do a quick little uh, commercial break for 30 seconds. Go, baby, go. Okay. For you, the listeners of All Things Therapy, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to try them out. Like I said earlier, there are over 180,000 titles to choose from, including I found out the founder of Audible, who is Don Katz, is currently listening to a book titled Deep Work by Cal Newport. And this book is about the challenges of finding meaningful work in our world. You're able to find this and other available titles at audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. Okay, Lori, this commercial thing is new. I just got a sponsor. So I know you used to do this oh for a God. living Bravo. as well. Mazel Thank you. Yeah, yes. Thank you. you great. I appreciate winning. that. Yes. Thank you. So yeah, I am curious. I am curious for to you to share with our listeners some more of your past that you did with even advertising oh and and how that oh it's all influenced. God. I think your show that you're well, currently yeah. promoting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I've 
my whole life I've been an artist of sorts. I've always been within the arts, whether it's uh, songwriting, um, um, acting. Uh, you know, I was trained in painting, which I haven't done in so long, but visually oh, wow. I was a filmmaker. Yeah, you know, but basically underneath it all, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. And so all of these, it, no matter what the format is, a song is a story, you know, screenplay is a story, TV show, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, and the show is a story. So storytelling to me is, is that's where it's at and, 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 and how we make sense of, of our lives and, and just, you know, sharing that with others because we all have stories. I mean, you're on this earth, honey. You got stories. And yeah. Yes. So, and I think that sharing and that, and, and I love right now that, especially in, in these times with, with, you know, high tech and the internet and blah, blah, blah behind the screen, that now storytelling is becoming a very, thank God, um, you know, out in the open again, intimate uh, setting again. There's little places, just, you know, besides the moss, but there's all sorts of places now that right. storytellers come together and you just get people come just to listen. And so that's what, and we were losing that, that listening. I mean, just really deep listening. How fabulous is that? So I think with stories, yeah, that's what we get. So I'm wondering if in your household growing up, were, were you encouraged to express yourself and, and like, (laughs) I'm just curious about your upbringing and how it's influenced your, oh my God, drawn to storytelling and performance. Well, you know, I come from a family of storytellers, really. I mean, my father was an incredible storyteller, and my mom was too. And, and, but, and that's, and also, I was always told you can do and be whatever you want. I mean, I was really lucky, really, really lucky. Wow. My mom wanted, yeah, my mom wanted to be a rockette, and she didn't make it. And then, um, and I think my dad wanted to be like Frank Sinatra, you know, really I, like a rat pack, <laughs> hang out with those guys and be, you know, yeah. yeah. And um, so coming from that and, and, you know, and then my mom wanted me to be a rocket. Now I'm not, wow. I mean, she went to the length of getting me vaccinated. This was in the fifties, you know, not where you usually get vaccinated on your arm, but she didn't want my arm to be scarred. So she vaccinated me way up on my leg, on my oh my side, way, way up there. Yeah. I mean, this is how, yeah, because the costumes, the costumes, you know, which wouldn't show that. I mean, it, well, needless to say, I didn't become a rocket. I had no desire to become a rocket. I wondered if you wanted to become a rocket or not. No, I'd like to have dated a couple, but that was it, you know. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, no. But um, so, I, you know, I was really, I, I was artistic as a young kid. I always was, and so they they encouraged that. I went to, you know, creative learning places in the summer and this and that. And, you know, they just let me, I think they stood by and just said, okay, (laughs) we don't know what this is. It doesn't make sense. And it does and it doesn't. But you know what? She's living her life. And that's how they always were. I love that. That's really awesome. Very accepting. Yeah. Yeah. They sounded accepting the way you portrayed them in, in one of your segments of Snatch. They sounded just really open and welcoming. Well, they are, they were to a point now, but, but coming out, it was another story, story even though. But why is that? Oh, uh, what especially with there? my mom. Well, especially with my mom. Um, I mean, she, she knew, I mean, I think they knew when I was like four, for God's sake. I mean, I have a picture, there's a picture I found going through my, my mom's uh, photographs 
after she had passed. And I'm sitting there on like this, my father's easy chair, you know, with, with a, I have a, a white t-shirt on. I mean, I look like a dead end kid and I have this pipe I have smoking backwards, you know, and, and I'm just looking, <laughs> you know, and these curls and just this look. And it's like, what? Um, but, uh, but I think, I think, I think it's so interesting because I think women coming, I think their mothers always have a harder time than their fathers because dad, fathers always say, oh, daddy's girl. You're never going to find a guy better than, you know, kind of thing. Right. And I think men coming out, their father is, you know, gives, it freaks out more because, you know, where did I fail as a role model for the, right. for men and women, for mothers and fathers? So, um, I think uh, it was hard, but, but later, but of course she eventually accepted it beautifully. And, and, and I mean, even though she didn't get it, she got it. And she, you know, I mean, she met all my girlfriends and she was always gracious and she just, you know, it, really unconditional love. And, and like I say in my show, I mean, at, at one point, you know, she was just happy when she meets this one ex of mine. Um, who was a Jewish, you know, with a name like in the show, I call it Lois Schlossestein. You know, yeah. I, I say at this point in life, you know, my mother was just, you know, thrilled. I was finally dating a Jew. You know, she kept saying Schlossestein, Schlossestein, such a That's nice awesome. name, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. It's like the proud mama. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, she just wants her kids, me and my sister to just be happy, you know. That's and beautiful. nobody's got the perfect life. There's nothing perfect out no. there. The storybook life, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's what I like, too. When you talk about, it, at some part, you know, our, our flawedness, like none of us are perfect. We're all flawed, which I think is beautiful as well. Like the perfect person mm-hmm. would be so fucking boring, you know, you'd mm-hmm. like fall asleep. So our flaws, I think, make us so unique and, and genuine. Human. That's what makes yeah. us human. And, and that's what, yeah, and to really, um, you know, for embrace our flaws, quote unquote. But that's, it's really, that's it. That's the ticket. There is no such thing as the perfect person, the perfect partner. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm single right now. And I, you know, I'd rather, I, I, I break up with myself every other day. <laughs> I take myself <laughs> back. But I mean, I drive myself nuts, you know. But yeah, my, my, my dog could. I'm sure she'd throw me out of the house once in a while. But <laughs> Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's really just being okay with, with who you are, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, self-acceptance and all of that. And it's, and it's, it goes on and on. It doesn't matter how old you are and you never get it. I mean, we're down here, you know, uh, learning, learning it, um, this time, hopefully and it's hard. It's really hard. So because everything in our culture does not encourage, encourage, especially for women. Encourage what self-expression? Encourage to really, no, to really accept ourselves for who we are. Oh, yes. Again, yes. going back to not enough, not enough. The land of yes. never, 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 never land of not enough. So mm-hmm. how are you taking this and moving like what's next for you in this vein? I know I'm aware we have like seven more minutes and I'm loving talking to you. So I want listeners to know what's, what's next for you. I want to interview you sometime. You're the one who's got the, (laughs) thank you. It sounds like, yeah, yeah. Um, We definitely don't have boredom, Lori, between both of us. There's no, 
Right. No dull moment. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. Thank and, you. And yeah, absolutely. Um, what's next for me? You know what? I mean, I continue to reinvent and recreate myself. Snatched, I, 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 I'll probably take that a little bit more on the road um, and maybe to some colleges and maybe, to, you know, hopefully New York and San Francisco. But also... Um, as a show, but also I'm, 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 I've got a lot of stuff in development. Mm-hmm. I sound so LA, but I do development. Um, <laughs> it's an yeah. episodic, episodic series kind of, you know, it, it, in a, in it loosely based on snatch, but, um, so I'm, I'm working on that. And, um, and, uh, you know, there's songs in Nashville that are being held up by some publishers and there's, you know, there, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff. So I, I'm kind of just, uh, what's next. So I just keep doing, that's all I know what to do, you know, and I'm kind of just being my own guide. And uh, I mean, not me being my guide, but, but just, you know, allowing myself just to, to go for it. Cause I really don't know anything else. Yeah. To do, to do but do that. Yeah. I've always done that. So, um, do you, do you find it. yourself, do you find yourself kind of moving, like working on one thing and then kind of switching and doing another? I have the sense that you're multitasking on several different projects at once. Is Gemini that, rising, Gemini I rising. Know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then when I focus, you know, I, I've kind of just learned how to, you know, try to take things incremental steps. That's my new thing. I mean, I'm really putting that into instead of just leaping and you can't. So incremental steps, and with each project, that's what I'm doing, and, and devoting a certain amount of time to it, to it. And I really, you know, I sit in that chair up with a blank computer screen until something starts coming out, and it can be shit, mm-hmm. but things start coming out. But, you yeah. know, you do, you do, it's the only way to do. You know, I wondered if you ever saw Snatch as being like a video, like something that somebody can buy and watch, because it's so, mm-hmm. I think it would be great that way. Is that something on your... Yeah. Area yeah, that's coming out. Yeah, as a matter of fact, closing night in Nashville was amazing, and we filmed it. You know, oh, three awesome. cameras, and it was. Yeah, so the whole show is there, and I haven't looked at all the footage yet, but yes, that will definitely be. Yeah. Yep. Right on. I Lisa. think that's a good. Yeah. That's a good step. I was wondering that because I know. So, listeners, I want to let you know that Lori, you can find her through her website, which is snatchedtheshow.com. And I will send you the show, Lori. It'll be on MinolaTherapy.com website. It will be on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. But uh, I was hoping that you were going to put this in some kind of video format for people to access. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and that, that will be coming up. But it is all there. It's all there, and it's filmed, and it looks great. And uh, at some point, it will. Yeah, that's in, that's in the plans, too. Okay. And so along with snatch mugs, t-shirts, underwear, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> underwear. Perfect. Yes. Uh, right. Snatch. Boom. With a song. Yeah. You know, um, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking now, well, you've done so many interesting things. Like I was curious about even when you did the documentary having to do with the people that spoke to God. Um, God. God. So I say, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, you know, Another, I'm a Renaissance woman, but I, I yes. was a co-owner of a of, um, a film production company, a woman-owned film production company in Nashville for many film? many years. Yeah, Goldfit Films, and we yeah. did a lot of really cool stuff, and we ended up doing a lot of documentaries. Um, 
And one was, um, it was called Prophets Rising, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. And these were people who spoke to God. And, you know, but what was so interesting, yeah, some were crazier than, you know, crazy and what you think. And, and we didn't want to sensationalize it. We really, even though they do that on their own pretty well, but, but there were a couple that were really, I think, the real deal um, who really you know, had strong faith. I was, I was so envious. It was, I mean, really were for real who weren't show people and, um, performers and cons, but, but there was also this, we didn't, we could have easily gone in black and white us against them. This is how crazy they are. Look at this, look at this. And instead, um, my business partner and I, we decided we wanted to find the gray area, that commonality. Yeah. And so they allowed us in their world, which was, wow. That's cool. Especially for a nice Jewish lesbian. Anyhow, and, and agnostic, you know, and there were atheists on the, anyhow, it was crazy. And, um, and we, and we, we found that, you know, pers- people to people kind of um, bond, but it, it, it was really, uh, it was really quite something, but it was very hard to do. Um, and, um, but anyhow, it was, it was quite an experience. I could go on and on with that yeah. documentary. Well, I but, like, whoa! I like your, how, how they let you into their world. And it, it sounds well, like that's yeah. awesome. They didn't just, yeah, they didn't just say, hey, come on in. I mean, we had to really, you know, develop trust in a relationship. And we made it up, up front. We made it very clear. We're not here to judge or bash you or, you know, put on a freak show kind of in those words. But. Um, but they allowed us to enter their world after a while. They realized we weren't out to get them, you know? And, um, so it was, it, it was quite an experience. Oh yeah. my God. So no, that, that, yeah. that speaks to me. I, I worked at Angola prison for a year after Katrina. It's the largest maximum security yeah. prison in the country. And I had a year to work with inmates the general population which consisted of mm-hmm. uh rapists r- murderers that had say you know murdered one person as opposed to death row which would be multiple and uh right. drug dealers and armed robbers and what i did differently in my year is i said i really want to know why you're here and i had to follow a curriculum called cage your rage and it, it was these bullshitty videos mm-hmm. about anger management but i had to show them in my group meetings so what i did is i showed the video but every other therapist had a guard in the room and had the chairs in mm-hmm. classroom style. And I mean, nobody's paying attention. It was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I put the guard mm-hmm. out for my year. I put the chairs in a circle. I said, we have to watch this bullshitty video. And then I'm going to ask you questions. They had a curriculum of questions and I changed the questions. And it took about nine months for them to open up about the trauma in their life, the abuse, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. hunger, you know, the poverty and I said, I have one year here. I am not here to to listen to bullshit or have a guard in the room. And they were like, Miss Lisa, you're different. Like, you're not like anybody else here. And I said, mm-hmm. well, I'm authentic. And I want to know why you're here. So I think I saw them as a human being, though they were all there for life sentences. Most of them die there. I think mm-hmm. over 90% mm-hmm. of the population dies at Angola. But it was really meaningful wow. for me also to, that they finally let me mm-hmm. in after about nine yeah. months to trust. Yeah, but also you showed, again, deep listening, again, just acknowledging yeah. their existence, somebody. And, and 
Yeah, I know that prison work. I've done, I haven't done that one, but I've been on death row with people and, and oh, awesome. with, you know, child molesters and a group therapy yeah. session with child molesters and this and that. But, but, um, but to find again, just to, just to listen, um, and, and have some idea of where, where this, what the, what the core was, which is usually, you know, economic, socioeconomic poverty, um, yes drugs, blah, blah, blah. And, and so much PTSD. I mean, that's a whole nother so much. category. Oh my God. Who doesn't so, have it though? Who doesn't? I know. Yeah. So I have to ask you our last question that I, that oh, I God. had, because, okay. What is it that's important for you, Lori, to leave just to be known for and in, in your work and such, however you want to answer that. I, geez, what is it? Important? Well, there's so many things, but I think, yeah, what, what, what matters most is, is really, you know, living a full life um, and not being afraid to live with courage and grace and, 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 and make the fucking mistakes. Because if you're making mistakes, then you're really taking risk and taking risk is living. So push the boundaries, you know, um, push it no matter what anybody says, even you, when you doubt and fear yourself, I mean, doubt and, uh, and, um, you know, don't, yeah. And fear of what you're doing. Um, don't go there. I mean, try to get through it. And, um, and I think really be absorbed in life and keep fully engaged. And that's, that's the ticket. So however long we're down here for the next minute, however long, you know? Yes. I love that, Lori. Thank you for being my guest. I've really loved talking to you today. Lisa, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. it. Loved it too. Okay. And I'll see you in LA. Yes, you will. All right. Okay. Be safe. I will. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. That concludes our show for today. Please join me next week at the same time. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir. Only-